Patty's Playhouse. It's just Angus and Patty now. Hello. Scott just wants to sell houses. My wingman left me. Whatever. I'll fill your void, Patty. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That... <laughs> and welcome to the program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Lord. sorry. That just was... It's all good. Good timing. Oh, my goodness. That's why we're here. <laughs> well, good morning. We have a new coach. When's he coming to town? He's here. He's here already? He's here. God, he I, was guess, here, I guess they I, give him movers and everything, right? His press conference is Wednesday. Or was Wednesday. Yeah, past tense. Yeah, Wednesday. Was Wednesday. Wednesday at 11. So he's here, like... That day. Yeah, he flew in on late Tuesday night, actually. I think he arrived at like 2.30 in the morning. Um, to to a marching band? No. On a red carpet? No, but he, it was a nice Suburban. <laughs> it was a nice Suburban that picked him up, and they, they painted the field for him. And Did they, they put a welcome coach Taggart up on the big, formerly known Jimbotron. <laughs> it's no longer Jimbotron. It's the Tagatron? And Tagatron. Tagatron. 3,000. I like Matt Soch saying it's Tagahassee. Tagahassee, baby. They were going to have... Up. BL Taga dip, BLT dip. Oh yeah, they're they good. don't. They it's so good. I'm sorry, Matt Thompson. If we can get him on here, he is hilarious. Well, actually, the mastermind behind the social media is Eric Pounders. That guy phenomenal. is that the guy I'm tweeting. Oh yeah, it's Eric, not yeah. Matt. No, it's not Matt. Oh, because it's hilarious. No, he's really good. He's very creative. Because he did something, and I said, listen local. They were going to do something, and instead of shop local, I put listen local. <laughs> he took it. Which is true. Pete, it is. please, listen, listen local. local. Right? Hashtag. I mean, I have Sirius, too, but when I'm on, guess who I listen to? You. Me. <laughs> I, do. I love I me. I still have not gotten over the sound of my own voice. Like, no. I'm so excited. It is pretty funny. My voice? No, no, no. Just the hearing your own I voice. I know. Well, your voice it's is fun. Well. It's fun. Not funny. It's fun. It's fun. It's great But time. you know, it's almost a year. I know. January. 52 shows down. That's a lot. It's pretty exciting. Pretty cool. I was going to post all the, like, I guess, August to January on iTunes. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Actually, a lot of work. Yeah. No, no, no. That's easy. I learned. Uh, I mean, I'm down now. I got it all covered, put, posting them, but I don't want to hear it. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't think it's as good. We've come a long way. I think so. I think we have. Don't you? Definitely. 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 We do have a guest today. Very excited. Who is she? Sarah Barrett. Hello, Sarah. Sarah. Hi. How Sarah, are you? Like, can, I, can I introduce you proper? Please. My Irish friend has rubbed off on me. I'm going to do it proper. <laughs> she studied. She has a biology degree from USF, hence Taggart. It's all about Taggart. She works at FWC since 2010, which is when I met Sarah. Wildlife or she's a wildlife biologist in bear management program. So guess what? Today we're going to talk about bears in Leon County and around the area, like the Big Bend, right? Sure. We can talk wherever you want. They're found statewide. FWC. So I knew she worked at FWC, but I didn't know she was a bear biologist until my neighborhood association, which is Meadows at Wood Run. And and a couple others around brought her in to talk about bears because bears are what do you is it my just moving is not migrating is I would moving? say expanding their range Could expanding their range it? thank you I'm expanding my vocabulary while you expand my range I'm gonna write that down <laughs> expanding range 
Okay, so they're expanding their range. And Sarah's going to talk about bears because I see a lot of people who write things on Facebook so they believe now they are an expert. Right? I mean... There there are some folks out there. Sure, they, they do that. that but they do it with sports. They do it with houses. They do it with um, painting. They do it with just about everything. Electrical, plumbing, apply, whatever it is. People write it so that it must be true. And people... I saw a gentleman who's probably a friend on Facebook that wrote about a deer, a bear not being aggressive because it ate a deer. Well, the deer was already dead, so he didn't get the carcass or find the deer. And, of course, the bear came and ate it. But it wasn't like the bear was like a grizzly bear just, like, ripping a deer apart like a life bear or life deer. It was dead. Well, bears have the best sense of smell of any land mammal. How far do they, is it? They say black bears can smell at least a mile away. New studies say that that may even be 10 miles away. So if the deer has been shot and the bear finds it before the hunter does, sometimes that does happen. Yeah, that's not the bear's fault. I feel like a lot of people forget that, you know, They've been here a lot longer <laughs> than we have, you know. So we're in their we're world. in their domain, you know. Even though it's been that way for a long time now, it still doesn't take away the basic, like instinctual, uh, I guess, feelings of those animals. Sure, and our role is to find ways to coexist with them, ways that we can keep bears safe and keep people safe. So that's part of what my role is: is giving that knowledge to folks so that they know if they are out hunting and they have taken an animal that they need to get to that. And retrieve it quickly. And it's any animal. Sure. Any animal. So what type of bears do we have here? So we have a unique subspecies of the American black bear, and it's the Florida black bear. This is Patty Wilson with Patty's Playhouse and the Purple Door team of Allison James Estates and Homes. We do sell real estate, and that's how I met Sarah. She was a customer seven years ago. Good Lord. And... She is here. Sarah Bear is here. She's a bear biologist to talk about bears. My number, if you have any questions, is 850-656-0009. My Facebook page is at Purple Door Team. Sarah's information will be posted. If you have any questions, you do have to go through FWC, which we're going to give that information in a little bit. So what kind of bear you said is a... It is the Florida black bear, Florida a subspecies black bear. of the American black bear. And we have no brown bears. Brown, brown bears are pretty much only found west of the Mississippi River. So if you're east of the Mississippi, it's pretty much guaranteed that it will be a black bear. That's the species, though black bears can have different color coats. So you could find a black bear that has a different color coat, oh. but it's still the same species. And black bears are not technically aggressive to humans. Is that what you Generally, they're, they're less aggressive. Yep. We say that they avoid confrontation 90% of the time. So they just think that we are... How did you put it? It would in our, in our seminar. It was like you wave and yeah, they think you're skinny. I say that they think that we're skinny little bears, <laughs> uh, hairless bears. So I think I say skinny hairless bears. <laughs> um, and the best thing to do is if you see one, is give them their space, let them uh, go where they're needing to go. But if so you just in, retreat quietly, yeah. But if it's somewhere we don't want them to be, like hanging out in our backyard, you want to get to a safe, secure location, and you want to make some noise to try to deter them. So that could be your voice yelling, "Get out of here, bear!" That could be banging pots and pans together, the boop beep on your car. It could be an air horn, letting them know they're not welcome to hang out in your yard. So you want them to leave the area. So most of our, in my neighborhood, most meadows I would run, most of the yards are fenced. A fence is not going to deter It doesn't. How does it get in? 
Bears, black bears, yep, black bears have a great ability to climb. Their claws are actually curved. So if you think of a really tall pine tree, tallest one you can think of, can probably get to the top of that in like 30 seconds. That's fast. Get out. And cubs can climb pretty much immediately as well. Wow. That's incredible. So a fence means nothing. Nope. A privacy fence is nothing for a bear, and they can actually walk along the top of a privacy fence. No way. Oh, wow. Balance beam. (laughs) Oh, we didn't talk about this at the thing. Because I'm thinking, I got a fence. I don't have to worry about it. My trash cans are, we're going to talk about attractants as sarah calls it but trash sure garbage and where to place it in your yard and how to place it to keep the bears away so we live um sarah lives near me in 32311 which is the southeast quadrant of leon county and tell them where the bears are going so we've got a really healthy population of bears out in the Apalachicola National Forest and surrounding areas. We've got at least a thousand bears out there. And as they expand, they kind of leave that forested area. And Tallahassee is kind of almost a speed bump as they make their way over to Jefferson County. So they're making What their is way attractive through. to Jefferson County? Well, it's a little more rural. So you've got a city here. And then on the other side of the city is a little bit more rural. So you've got more forested lands. Okay. All right. Well. It's good to know that they're in my yard. No, I don't even know it. This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse with the Purple Door Team, 656-0009. We're talking to Sarah Barrett from Fish, Florida Fish and Wildlife, FWC, as we call it here in Tallahassee. And she's talking to us about bears. And they're everywhere. I mean, you said the population has increased. They're a conservation success story. We came back from about 300 bears in the 1970s to over 4,000 bears today. Wow. So that's a good population. Absolutely. They're no longer a threatened species. They were on the state threatened species list, and they were removed in 2012. How do you track the bears? How do you know how much you have? Well, we do what's called a mark recapture study. So we put barbed wire corrals or fencing out into the forest in select locations. Hope bears come through. We put some donuts in the center of that to try to attract them in. And when they come in, they leave some hair behind on the barbed wire. And when they leave, they leave some hair behind on the barbed wire. And then we do some statistical analysis on that. And it tells us how many times a particular individual came through, how many times they came back, and then use the acreage and habitat type. And we can figure out approximately how many bears there are. So that's what you do all day. That's not what I do. That's what our researchers do. (laughs) Okay. This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. WVFT, Freedom 93.3 FM. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about how you can protect the bear. Not just your trash, but protect the bear. Simple bare necessities Good about your worries and your strife I mean those bare necessities It's Mother Nature's recipe Bring those bare necessities of life Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. We have Sarah Barrett from Florida Fish and Wildlife. She's with the Bear Management Program. She's a bear biologist, bear specialist, bear expert. So just because you've seen a bear doesn't make you an expert. Just an FYI. It just doesn't. Just because the bear ate your deer carcass also does not make you an expert on bears. I don't know who that person is, but they probably won't subscribe to my iTunes. Hopefully not. But if they do, just know you're not an expert. But we have one. We have have one one in the house. It's really important. I mean, you can't like blame the bear for something when it's... And they're so cute. Like when I saw Sarah's (laughs) seminar... At our, our neighborhood association, she came in. And if you have any questions, I mean, I don't know if you do it on a regular basis, but she had this beautiful slideshow. 
I learned so much. I know exactly now why she's in love with bears. Like, it's so cute. They are amazing creatures, for sure. They are amazing creatures. And now I know that freaking huge thing can climb my fence. Do you have a favorite bear? <laughs> like a favorite species of bear? Well, I'd have to say the Florida black bear, of course. Well, okay. Well, all right. I guess that's reasonable. <laughs> uh, I guess. Good question. You do work with them. Good question, Angus. That was really insightful. I like polar bears. <laughs> yeah. Are they are they considered bears? They like are bears, bears, yes. Okay. There's eight species of bears. Interesting. Across the world. Very cool. Very really? Cool. Only eight? Correct. Wow. And koala is not one of them. What would be in... Ooh, oh, that was an Angus thing I'm right there. To you know he's Australian. That's why I was bringing oh, it up, so yes. that when you go to Australia, no, you know I've it's seen, a marsupial and I, not a bear. I have seen koalas in the wild, actually, which is, is, is pretty incredible, because they really don't do anything <laughs> at all. They Neither just do sit bears, there and they you eat the eucalyptus, and they just chill. They are the chillest animal I've ever seen. <laughs> is that what you want to be when you grow up? I'd, I'd be down. But I just love that she remembered that you're going to Australia. It's very and thoughtful. she got the little zinga in. Wow. That was very good. Incredible. So next I wanted to talk about bears, like their sense of smell. So you brought up that they can, you know that they can at least smell a mile away. Black bears can smell at least a mile away. And yep. it may be even up to 10 miles the part of their brain devoted to the sense of smell is six times better than, or six times larger than the part of our brain devoted to smell. Wow. And it's all about food for it them. Is. It is. Because they sleep how much of the day? Um, as much as they can. So the quicker they can get their required <laughs> caloric intake, the more they can sleep. My little bear. Patty, I'm up so early <laughs> no, every single day. I know, I'm just teasing you. And so as much as they can. And how many calories do they need? In the summertime, they're looking for about 5,000 calories a day. In the fall, as we're just tapering off now, they go through a process called hyperphagia or a feeding frenzy. And they're looking for upwards of 20,000 calories a day. Oh, wow. So what we and eat in 10 purpose? days. Um, to prepare for winter. And I oh, put nice. little air quotes around that here in Florida <laughs> when I'm saying that. Um, while North Florida does get some freezing temperatures from time to time, the rest of the state obviously doesn't. So our bears slow down. They don't necessarily go in den, as so, you would think elsewhere. Yeah. So so we don't, They the bear population in the state of Florida, and probably mostly in the southeast, they wouldn't be like your, what you would think of as like a hibernation period of the bears themselves? Their body still tells them to do it because it's based on sunlight, right. length of day, temperature, mm -hmm. and food availability. So their body still goes through that. Okay. But here in Florida, it's not a necessity. So correct me, I, I, I just she I, will. I, I know that's why she's that's why I'm saying it. Um, but the, you know, there's this. I don't know if it's a misconception or the truth, but like when when the bears up north in very cold places, when they go in hibernation, do are they do they not actually move for that extended amount of time, or are they getting up for like small periods, refueling, going back to bed kind of deal? They are not refueling. That's the point of hyperphagia, so that they don't have to refuel. So say Canada. Black bears up there, they shut down. It could be six months, and wow. they're in that den for that period. Now, they can be roused if something woke them. They right. could. But if they had everything the way they wanted to, they would just stay in that den that whole time, and they don't eat, drink, defecate, or urinate that whole time. So is that is that like a, a state of, of like, are they like a conscious coma? at all? Or would it be just is it like a complete like deep like REM sleep like we would think of like in terms of the human sleeping condition? Yeah. They're 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 out. Wow. Wow. So they it's but they could be roused if they were in danger. If there was something going on and they were disturbed, they would be roused, but they wouldn't like spring to their feet. It would be a slow, like, whoa, what, huh? Kind of process. Okay. Well, so they sleep and they eat, and that's the bear's job. Yes. 
This is Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. We're talking to Sarah Barrett from Florida Fish and Wildlife about the bears because there's a larger bear population than there used to be. And they're in the southeast off of Apalachicola Forest, right? And they're moving into Jefferson County just because they're expanding. They're, they're moving all directions. All um, directions. Just for us here in Tallahassee, it tends to be because of that eastward movement okay. from Apalachicola that we and see. And they can climb your fences. So my real purpose was you want to protect the bear because, as Sarah says, a fed bear is a dead bear. Could you explain real quick? So we want to find ways for folks to coexist. And unfortunately, once bears get used to eating our attractants, and I've been told that's a not a layman's term. so <laughs> No one's going to know what the heck you're talking about. We want to make sure that if we have anything that seems to be food to a bear, so bird feeders, pet food, garbage, those types of things could all be seen as food to a bear. So we want to keep those secure so that bears don't become dependent upon us for food. Once they've become what we call food conditioned or habituated, dependent on people for food, you can't tell them to go back to the forest and look for acorns for 18 hours a day. So that's the point where... Because it's easy and they, they're just lazy and they want ease. I say they're smart enough to be lazy. Enough that I say that, that my boss actually got me a t-shirt that says that. Oh, cute. So, okay, bird feeders, because there's no fencing around. What do you do for a bird feeder? Hang it 10 feet from the ground and four feet from any attachment point, and that should keep it out of reach of just about any kind of bear. So even if it's on a pole, Mm -hmm. it won't climb the little tiny pole, like a little... Yeah, I mean, if the pole is made out of wood and they can get a purchase with My hand went up in the air like, nobody can see that. (laughs) I think you and I both keep talking with our hands. (laughs) So... Okay, describe how they should hang the bird feeder. So again, 10 feet from the ground, four feet from any attachment point. So that could be a rope from tree to tree. That could be a large metal pole that they can't get purchase on with their claws. Oh, okay. So they can on the wood, but they can't get purchased, which means cling to the pole. Okay, that's what I was worried about. Because a lot of people do put bird feet, like hummingbird, and that's sweet. So they would want to get that, right? Easy calories is what they're looking for. Easy calories. Tends to be seed feeders that we see them getting into more often. So getting shelled seed is better. And that way you don't have a bunch of waste on the ground that may be attracting them in as well. The other purpose of bringing her in was talk about you can get, talk about the trash cans. So depending on where folks live and in here in Leon County, there are um, bear resistant trash cans available to some residents in certain parts of town. So Mm -hmm. if folks are interested, they should contact Waste Pro to find out what might be available to them. There's also some hardware that we have worked with Leon County and Waste Pro to provide to folks free of charge that they can put onto their trash cans if they're in select zip codes. In select zip codes, like would ours be one three two three one one? It is not. Most of the issues that we're seeing um, are on the west side of town, oh, outside really? Capital Circle, because outside. that's where the forest is. Okay, so over off like Highway twenty, correct? Okay. Now, are there any parts of like the state of Florida, just in general, that you wouldn't find any of these bears, or that they pretty much exist everywhere? Like Miami. Miami would be a place you wouldn't find them. Often, but we did have one in Cutler Bay not too long ago, which is just outside Miami. So it does it does say that pretty much anywhere in the state you can find a bear. There's just places you're going to find them more guaranteed than others. So you call Waste Pro, and locally it's eight five zero. What is it? I had it now. It's gone. So you'll call local Waste Pro. They contact you and find out if it's an area that they should get them yeah we've provided them some of that data and then they can always check with us to find out what else we may have and the hardware what does that do does it latch better it makes it bear resistant so the commercially manufactured cans that waste pro offers those have actually been tested with captive grizzly bears to Mm -hmm. be bear resistant and some people like to say bear proof but i haven't found anything that's bear proof yet most things are bear resistant somebody along the way can figure out how to get in the hardware makes it a regular trash can more bear resistant or harder for the bear to get inside of it 
So 850-656-0009, Patty Wilson with Patty's Playhouse, Freedom 93.3 FM. There was a uh, little video that you showed in this seminar, which if you call FWC Sarah Barrett, she could maybe show you at some point, which would be great for other neighborhoods so people don't get scared. Yeah, because happy to come out and give a talk to anybody. Not knowing is why people get scared. So not having clarity, not having knowledge. So that's why we're bringing her on. That's why we bring all these people on. So I was showing a home in Heritage Hills, Jefferson County, many moons ago now. I leave, and there are like three little cubs that are walking. Patty hightails it back in the house. Because where three little cubs are, mommy probably is somewhere, right? Yes. Yeah. We didn't want to experience that. So was that, should I, I mean, I left quickly. It wasn't, it was a little bit more dramatic than just retreating slowly. But how do you just talk about retreating slowly and backing up? Giving them the space that they need, backing away slowly. Don't run away. Don't run away screaming. So, but back- clear, they, they were for, they were in my vision, but they weren't up by the house. Yeah. So back away good. slowly. Go somewhere safe and secure. If you're out um, hiking and they cross the path in front of you, just back up and allow them to go where it is that they're going and then continue on your way. As I was thinking, if you're building a new neighborhood, the bears have been there before the new neighborhood. It's not their fault that they're walking across your street, right? Well, and that's our job is to find a way to coexist with bears and people. Not just with other religions, but with bears. (laughs) Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. You know the little sticker on the back of the cars, coexist. 850-656-0009, purpledoorteam.com. What good can drinking do? What good can drinking do? I drink all night. Next day I feel blue. Well, there's a glass Welcome back. It's Patty table. Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. And our guest today is Sarah Barrett with Florida Fish and Wildlife. She's with Bear Management. But this segment is our Garnet and Gold. Where the garnet is the wine and the gold is beer, bourbon, or whatever Patty likes, because it's Patty's show. <laughs> Let's face it. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I am the captain. Well, we should play that David Bowie song sometime. What? We haven't played it. David about the Bowie captain. Song? Oh, I love David Bowie. Anyway, so we're going to do wine and beer. So that's my little spoof. We have to do something for Taggart next week in honor of Willie Taggart being our new coach. Of course. Let's just find out what he drinks. Love Willie Tech. If he drinks anything, he may not. He may not. He might not drink. Hopefully, he doesn't. No, just <laughs> hopefully, he has you know a little, has little something dangerous. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm a sipper, not a chugger. Stay away from the strip. No. <laughs> <laughs> you think Tiger? Yeah. Right. Tiger's going to strip. No, I'm kidding. He's not like a lot of our legislators. So. Oh. <laughs> 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 That was my personal opinion and my opinion alone. <laughs> that is not the opinion of Patty's Playhouse because Patty would like a legislator to someday come on the show. Definitely. And review Garnet Gold. So my Garnet is a, typically a wine and a gold is a beer or bourbon. So this is our segment. And Angus is going to do the wine. I didn't know he drank wine till today. Oh, mm. yes. Oh, yes. What do you drink? I, what do you mean? Like what, wine, what am I what drinking wine right is it? now? What, what is the review? Oh, what so the review. is the review? It is called, the brand is Ravage, and it's Ravage. their Cabernet Sauvignon from 2015 um, that they have have made. It's actually uh, a really light Cab Sav, which... Cab Sav. I, I enjoy a light 
Cabernet Sauvignon because I like the taste of the grapes is a lot more full, but ultimately sometimes it's too much like residual taste in your mouth. Mm -hmm. It it, it lasts for a little bit too long, in my opinion. So this, because of its lighter nature, um, it does give you that full body taste, but also isn't just overwhelming your palate. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do really enjoy this wine. It does pair well because I know Molly would like to... Uh, pair. Have some pair. Molly's my on. daughter. If you're <laughs> yes. new, Molly's my daughter. So this is actually the wine that we bought for our friends giving. So we had uh, a pretty Aww. a pretty full meal. Um, but the you know I would say a dark meat um, and then some hearty vegetables like a potato or um, <laughs> like a, a stew. A co- exactly. Exactly. It it is a um, a definitely a. Colder weather, kind of uh, dark red as well. It's not something that you would want to drink like in the middle of summer. Um, but I, I, I really do enjoy it, and I, I recommend everybody go check it out. It's I think it's on nine ninety nine at Publix. It's Pretty like sure. A Bogo. Uh, they do have deals on it sometimes, but I, I, at least when we bought it just recently, it was nine ninety nine. How often do you drink wine? A uh, couple times a month. Oh, maybe? you do? Yeah. I mean, oh. and not. I just don't drink that much, like, regardless. So when I do drink, it's more of just, like, when my friends and I have um, dinner get-togethers or something like that, and each of us will bring a bottle of wine or something like that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's fun. I find that hard to believe, but that's nice. <laughs> Patty, you don't know me. I no. don't. You just bring your own bottle, BYO? Yeah. Bring your own? Bring your own. Well, Patty's gold is going to be Kieran. Ooh. Kieran, I... Love. I love Japanese beers. So or is this, that Korean? It's Japanese. It's Japanese, yeah. So this is my first, when I went to Temple University, which is North Philly, it's the ghetto. <laughs> there was a place called The Twist, which was the bar that all the students would go to. Well, across the street was a place called, I don't know, we called it the Stab and Run because that's where most of the crime occurred. Oh, geez. But they had <laughs> the six packs of Kirin and they would serve anybody. 18, 17, 14. If you had cash, you were getting beer. Oh, wow. So my first illegal purchase was Kieran. I don't know why. Are you testifying under the oath? I am testifying. But it was Kieran. (laughs) Kieran Brewery Company. And I just loved it. And I've loved it ever since. So I love going to Azu, which is the, I guess, Asian restaurant on Appalachia Parkway near my house. Okay. They do Japanese and uh, Chinese and a little bit of mix. But you anyway, they have Kieran Mix. Oh, it is near the Mexican Japanese, restaurant. Chinese, but and Kieran, Mexican. it's Kieran Brewery Company. It's very light. And, you know, on the scale, when you look at notes, it's like a two and a half out of five. Well, it's a six out of five for Patty. Oh, wow. I love it. I think you can have it on a cold day, a hot day. You could have it with your steak. You can have it with your sushi. I just love that beer. To each it's their own. It's just so light. It's it doesn't make me feel lurped you which is try, my word tried, for drunk have you tried the um i believe uh there's a it's a five percent alcohol Each i've had them? it with burgers i've had it with fries i've had it with potatoes steak fish everything i love karen mm. love it yummy i just ugh, i love it in a bottle and that's what's different like most beer i either like in a can because i'm a child <laughs> i don't know why or a you draft. You can't be trusted with glass. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. Like PBR, I want it in, I don't want a bottle of no. PBR. I want a can of PBR. A boy of PBR. Yes. You can't have, ain't not even a but little baby of tea. Karen in a bottle is just as delicious as Karen in a draft. Mm. And it's 5% alcohol and it's delicious. 
Have you ever had it? Oh yeah, many times, many times. Going, when especially when I go, I mean, obviously, it doesn't give me a Japanese headache. Uh, like Gingling, it was used to be my choice when I moved to Florida, and then Gingling moved with me shortly after. I was very excited, but now it gives me a headache. Karen does not give me a headache. Wow, it's delicious. Yingling is definitely my favorite domestic beer, but I've kind of moved away. I've, I just really like craft beer now. I don't know. Your palate has expanded. It has expanded. Like you, the bears. You hate craft beer, though. <laughs> I don't hate craft beer. I hate IPA. Okay. Reasonable. Like, what did I have? What did I tell you? It was you told me the name of it? La La Land. La La Land. Yeah, which I'm, I love. I don't be have to. I don't. I don't be having to do. That. I don't even know <laughs> what I just said. It was all Dutch, but no. It was awful. They gave me a taste, and that's all I needed. <laughs> the guy, oh, but the guy, the server at Hobbit was excellent. Good guy. He was a really nice guy. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. That's our Garnet and Gold segment. We're going to get back with Sarah. So we, we reviewed, what, Ravage, Cab Sav. Correct. And people who don't drink wine, that's Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes. Which is for, like, a meat. Mm-hmm. And then Karen, which is what I did, which was my first illegal purchase of beer at the tour. Across the street from the Twist in North Philly. And I love it. And Azuz serves it on draft. It's delicious. You can get a short or a tall. I had it last night. Nice. And Azuz is so nice. It's casual. Doesn't cost much. I mean, you get appetizers for five bucks. Oh. You get sushi for five. Or sushi. My sushi was eight. But the pork dumplings are five. The crab rangoons are five. Everything. Most of their appetizers on at Azuz is five. So I don't know what the rest of the uh, the the family... And their appetizers like masa and mm-hmm. cost, but Azu is very inexpensive and you get a lot of food. Interesting. Chris gets the chicken curry. My <laughs> husband gets the chicken curry and it's enough for like three meals. Oh yeah. Oh, a for lot sure. of food. If for there's one thing bucks. that I really love about Southeast Asian food or at least, you know, Eastern Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. I know that's like a play can you, can you be Eastern <laughs> Middle Eastern food. Um, it's just the portion size. It's so big, size. always. But I just love fresh su- sushi. But my sushi is a Philadelphia roll. Like I'm a, <laughs> like, it's like the Big Mac of sushi. How ridiculous! <laughs> I don't eat any of that. Like some stuff. cream cheese and some I imitation salmon with that. Mm. With a big Yummy. Freaking chunk of wasabi. Like, wasabi. I take the whole wasabi with the soy sauce. A wasabi. Dunk it. I eat the whole. I love it. Love wasabi. I love wasabi. Oh, my gosh. But with Karen, it was just well paired, Molly. It was well paired. My parents used to do me real dirty when I was younger <laughs> and didn't know better. Like, oh, younger, it. like, yes, eat it. Eat the wasabi. Oh, wasabi. And then you're like, <clears throat> you're dying, and they're laughing, and you're like, what? How? How it. do you find joy? I guess it was payback. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? I've many things. Many. The list is. <laughs> I cannot wait to meet your mom. She's really cool. I can't wait. I don't know that I'll ever get to meet her in person. Oh, of course you. Kimberly McDonald. Of course. K- does she ever come K- up Rex. here? Oh yeah. She does. Yeah. Has she been here in this past year? Oh yeah. <laughs> Patty, we tried to hook up multiple times. Uh huh. Just... Okay. Was well, Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse, and she just got told. K Rex loves you. K Rex. She's nice to me on Facebook. I know. She's, she's a realtor with Coldwell Banker in Sarasota. She's a nice lady. She is nice yeah, and I'm, a good I'm, agent. I'm she gets see, some beautiful homes. Oh, she is a great agent. I need to talk to her about marketing. Her pictures are fabulous. She does do some great work. So we do sell real estate with Allison James Estates and Homes and and Angus's Moms with Coldwell Banker, which is a fine franchise out of Rheology. But Allison James Estates and Homes is a privately held national company, which we're bringing them to the, the Big Ben. We have six agents now. And we are what's called a 100% company, so we get 100% of our commission, 
which is unlike when I was at Keller Williams and they got $21,000 a year. I get 100%. So people will say you can't talk about commission. Yes, you can. You just can't talk about, you know, comparing or setting commission rates. So 850-656-0009. If you do want to be a realtor, call me 850-656-0009 at purpledoorteam.com. And where's the music? Is it coming? <laughs> it's here. <laughs> I'm like, he's not even looking at me. No, I, I'm we looking, need I'm one of those Mevos. I need to know where Tish got his Mevo so people can see us. Yes. And not make me feel insane. You're beautiful. <laughs> John Stewart and Stevie Nicks. She does background. Imagine Stevie Nicks is your background girl. My God. What a team. What a team. The song's called Gold from 1979. It's on our Spotify playlist, Patty's Playhouse. So you can actually, which I didn't understand Spotify, but you can like follow people on Spotify. Oh, yeah. I can I can listen to what you're listening to. I know. I if I make it public, which I did. Insight into the world of Patty Wilson. Right? I have other playlists that aren't, you know. Entrepreneur, socialite, <laughs> Tallahassee celebrity. Right? Pseudo celebrity, fake celebrity, Patty. Patty's Playhouse. This is so much fun, though. I like having community people on because I think it's in a way you can get into my mind and, and think like I like to think, especially about real estate and houses and how we, as Sarah says, Sarah Barrett, from FWC coexist with the animals. I mean, if you're plopping down a new subdivision, the animals were there first. And, you know, they don't know where else to go. I think it just gives... So we just need to, like, protect your trash because you don't want to have to pick up your trash every night. But protect the animals so that they can live. Because Definitely. As Sarah says, a fed bear is a dead bear, which I had no idea, which very much shocked me. Well, I mean, you see that with with alligators and a lot of other well, animals. That's for, as well, that's for yeah, safety too. I mean, but but what she's saying, I guess Sarah, is that bears are non not aggressive animals in of their nature. Right? Correct. And correct. And 90% of the time they're avoiding confrontation. They don't want to. They just want to eat. So, I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but out of that 10% of the time that they're confrontational, like Patty's example earlier in this second segment was that she was at a house, she saw three little uh, cubs walk by and that she knew even though she didn't see the mother that uh there probably was a mama bear around because mm-hmm. that's just kind of how it goes. Is that protective, how maybe. much of that 10% of confrontation is directly tied Tied to um, in instinctual uh, habits in terms of like mothers protecting their cubs, or um, I don't know, I don't know the or just when they reproduce, like the the alligators are more aggressive during their reproduction phase. Yeah, how much is that of that is tied to just people stumbling across like a family at the bad time? So we're very fortunate considering there's almost 21 million people in the state of Florida, third most populous state in the United States. Yeah, we got a lot of them. Do we tag them too? That- <laughs> Do it like a mask of the, the hair? <laughs> that we've had. Here's a donut. 
that we've had only 15 people seriously injured by bears in our state since we've been kind of keeping track of that. Which is how long? Record since 1976. Holy So we're cow. very fortunate. And majority of those have either involved a dog or a female with cubs. Interesting. A wow. dog? You mean someone's trying to protect the dog? Or a uh, yeah, or a dog was somehow in the yard, and the bear and the dog got into some sort of tussle or something, and the human ended up being nearby and somehow got involved. Trying to maybe potentially, yeah, whatever happened happened. So then the cubs, because they are going to be protective of their their babies. But bears will do everything they can to tell you to back off prior to actually making contact. So think about a rattlesnake. A rattlesnake rattles its tail to tell you to back off and give it some space. It doesn't oh. rattle its tail prior to eating that mouse. It's absolutely Oh, I didn't silent. know that either. I, right? I know nothing. Like, I'm from Philadelphia. I know nothing. <laughs> this is all fascinates me. It's like- yeah, so they give a warning. Leave me alone. Back off. Give oh. me some space. So bears will do the same thing. They'll stomp the ground. They'll blow uh, air out of their nose and their mouth, forcefully clack their jaws together. And that's all telling you, back off and give me some space. <laughs> if you ignore that... Then that's the point where things may escalate. Humans do that too. <laughs> Stomp, blow their nose, you know, yeah. air out of their nose. That's so funny. So, it is. I mean, there's definitely to some, tell you to get the heck away from me. You yeah, know, humans do that. Of that's course. So funny. Every, I feel like every species gives off some sort of warning sign that's to like, get hey. away. So they stomp their feet. They kind of puff, huff and puff. Mm-hmm. And the, what do you call it? We call it huffing, and we call it jaw popping. Jaw popping. And then sometimes they'll run right at you and stop short, and we call that a bluff charge. And, bluff charge. But you don't want to know. No. no. You don't want it to get to that point. Basically, no. if you see a bear, give it its space. If it's somewhere it shouldn't be, get in a safe, secure location and scare that bear. So in that video that you showed, which Sarah Barrett showed to our neighborhood association, which is how this came about, wasn't there an example where the bear approached a gator? Was it an alligator? Yeah, that was a game camera footage. So that was out in the wild. That was very cool. Yeah, that they, a lot of species interact that you don't realize interact with one another. That was so cool. And it did that, that. It did do the bluff charge. Yep. So the alligator uh, was nearby the nest and the bear was getting the eggs out of the nest and the alligator returned and told the bear it needed to get out of there by hissing and doing its um, behavior that says, leave me alone, back off and give me some space. And the bear said no and did its bluff charge. And then eventually the alligator shooed the bear away from the nest. So in your day or at the bear management cro- program, you mentioned earlier there were researchers. What other, wh- who else, what other titles are involved in the bear management? So our agency has a couple different divisions. And so we have a management side for bears and then we have a research side for bears. Oh, so okay. the researchers go and learn about our demographics so what our sex ratio is how many bears we have the age makeup those kinds of things they help us with that and then as managers we use that information to help us figure out ways to coexist with the species okay well it's patty wilson and patty's playhouse and we're talking to sarah barrett from florida fish and wildlife and we thank fwc for letting her come here because i do think it is important we do have a lot of forest surrounding leon county and in leon county and we'll call a jefferson gadsden to know what to do and to not be afraid if you see a brown bear. Black bear. Black bear that happens to look brown. Yeah. Because most of ours do, right? Don't they have like a brownish they tinge have, they, and that's why the conflict? They have two layers. of Black bears have two different types of hair and that oh. undercoat can look a little brownish oh, from time okay. to time. So as they so shed or So the species or is black. 
Correct. But it can appear brown. Sure. And in some places, we don't have this in Florida, but in some places, their coat actually will be a different color. So. And is the brown bear more, the brown, the species brown, is it more aggressive? It does tend to be more aggressive, and that's because of where it evolved. So it evolved out in the plains and prairies where there were no nooks and crannies to hide. So okay. they kind of had to stand and, and defend themselves. Black bears evolved in the forest where the there was lots of places. species black. Yes, the species black bears. The species black. Yep, evolved in the forest where there was lots of places to run and hide, hence why they'll climb trees to get away from danger, run the other way go into the deep uh, when is their reproductive season like what time of year they breed during the summer months summer yep and they are not monogamous and well there you go (laughs) they breed with as many uh individuals as possible to give them that genetic diversity but they don't become pregnant in the summertime they actually become pregnant in november after they're going through this feeding frenzy the hyperphasia i don't even i I don't okay yep so We'll have that another (laughs) after party segment because that is fascinating. It's called delayed implantation if anybody wants to look it up. Delayed implantation. I will be looking up. So they get pregnant in November, the female. Mm -hmm. And then how long is their incubation or their gestation? Gestation. Their pregnancy. Yeah. Sure. They'll give birth around February 1st. So end of November. So, okay. So only five months, six months, Uh, five months, four months, three. November, two, two January, months. November, December, December, January. December and January. Yeah, that's two it. Months. And how big are the cubs? Uh, they are about the size of can of soda when they're born, about 12 <gasps> ounces, give or take. But they're very quickly, they grow by April. They're out of the den with mom. They're about five pounds and completely mobile with her. So how much of your day is spent in the office versus out in the field? I am I am a desk jockey nowadays. My, my field days are behind me. So I'm in the office most days. Um, helping folks by phone or updating our web page or outreach materials, those types of things. Do you miss the field? Some days. On those really hot summer days, I don't. And on no. the really cold winter days, I don't. <laughs> yes, Sarah gets cold. You get cold a lot, don't you? Like, I, you're like I am cold nature. She just noticed <laughs> I just put my jacket on here in the studio and everyone else is totally fine. Yeah, we're good. So that is so fascinating. So they only, their gestation period is three months? Two, two months. Two months? More or less, yeah. And they all do it at the same time. No, I mean, there's like alligators. It's just like, and then how many times does a female bear get pregnant? They generally breed every other year. The cubs stay with her for about 15 months, give or take. Oh, that's good. So she'll give birth around February <laughs> like 1st. Like it matters to me. Yep. Give birth around February 1st and then they'll uh, leave and disperse somewhere around April or May the following year. So do they stay in like. I don't want. To, I don't know what this is called because again, I'm from Philly. So, would the bears stay in packs, or do the bears stay in a den? Like, what's a group of bears called? Um, they don't stay in groups, and I believe technically a group of bears is called a sloth. A um, sloth. I've had someone tell me it should be called a picnic. <laughs> cute um but they don't really live in groups so you have a female with her young she'll stay with them for that that time that they're together before they disperse but other than that they're not seen in any kind so of other than the cubs with a female nearby which just was my own instinct as a female and i'm sure she was and so typically if you see one bear the one bear is by themselves generally speaking unless it's like you said it's youngsters youngsters patty wilson and patty's playhouse with the purple door team thank you so much sarah for coming in with florida fish and wildlife thank you so much for having me out this is a great opportunity i really appreciate it. i am so excited to have had you on and if you do or can ask sarah to come out to your neighborhood association or one of your hoa meetings it is a wealth of information so that number is 850-265-3676. My number is 850-656-0009. And Waste Pro getting their own little add-in. 
at purpledoorteam.com. It's Patty's Playhouse. Thank you so much. Have a great week. 